Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For thousands of years, Egypt, India, China, the Middle East, Europe, and the U.S., one after another, all saw leeches as the answer to their problems. They were exercisers of demons, relievers of pain, bringers of balance, and a source of income. Welcome to Tiny Vampires, a podcast about disease, science, and blood-sucking insects. I'm Raven Forrest Ruscalzo, your host. Today, we aren't going to be talking about blood-sucking insects, but blood-sucking worms. A Tiny Vampires listener, Kate, sent in this topic request, and I thought it would be a pretty fun topic to liven things up after all of the serious episodes we've had lately. So, let's get to know the leech. I want to get to the history of them, but I can't help but give you some fun facts about leeches. First, the etymology of the word leech. During the Dark Ages, the Anglo-Saxon word lace, which literally translated to physician, was transformed over time to become our modern English word leech. So leeches were named after doctors. As much as we compare lawyers to parasites, it's actually doctors that share their name and their history with them. Leeches are worms. They're closely related to earthworms. They have two suction cup-like suckers, one around their mouth and another on their tail end. They use them to hold on to things, inchworming along their prey. They have eyes, but they don't see very well just light and shadow. Some species of leech have jaws with hundreds of tiny teeth, while others have a proboscis that they use like a hypodermic needle. There are about 700 species of leech all over the planet, living in all kinds of habitats, in the rainforest and Antarctic waters, in some of the deepest parts of the ocean, and, of course, in our swamps, lakes, and ponds. Not all leeches are bloodsuckers. Some leeches are decomposers, like earthworms, or predators that hunt and swallow their prey whole. These latter are some of the largest leeches in the world, reaching 300 millimeters, or nearly a foot long. When a leech is ready to give birth, they can be surprisingly parental. They create cocoons around their eggs, and while most leeches abandon these cocoons, some stick around. There are leeches that carry their babies around in a pouch like a kangaroo, 
while others let their babies hold on to their bellies. They hunt for them, bringing them snails, mosquito larvae, and worms to eat. Okay, so on to Kate's question. Let's talk about leech history. Leeches are represented in the traditional medical practices of Egypt, India, China, Russia, Greece, Arabia, all over Europe, and the colonial cultures of the Americas. It's important to recognize that leeching practitioners couldn't just grab any leech from the nearby swamp. Knowing which leech to use is incredibly important. There are venomous leeches that can cause fainting, fever, vomiting, and intoxication. I have no idea what leech-induced intoxication looks like, but if you do, please share, because I really need more details. Anyway, even with the right leech in hand, the practice wasn't entirely safe. Practitioners also had to know how to watch for signs of bleeding too much after the leech was finished. Leech bites can continue to bleed for hours or even days after the leech is gone. Sometimes the patient loses more blood this way than to the leech itself. A typical medicinal leech takes between 5 and 15 milliliters of blood. That's about a tablespoon. And they take this blood over a long period of time, feeding between 20 and 120 minutes. It might not seem like a lot, but Leeches were rarely used only one at a time. Our earliest record of the use of a leech medicinally, called hirudotherapy, is from hieroglyphic paintings in the tomb of an 18th century dynasty Egyptian pharaoh. It dates between the 15th and 13th centuries BCE. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any more information about the use of leeches in Egypt or anywhere else in Africa. So, on to India. The practice of Ayurveda, or traditional Indian medicine, is thought to be around 3,000 years old. Indian healers selected the medicinal leech Hirudo medicinalis as their blood letter of choice. This is the same species used in Europe. They developed leech husbandry techniques, keeping them in large earthenware jars and feeding them a combination of algae and powdered fish. In Ayurveda, leeches were, and still are, used for skin diseases from dermatitis to boils, growths from benign tumors to hemorrhoids and cysts, or for diseases of the throat and eyes. Before and after use, the leech was smeared with mustard and turmeric to disinfect them and increase their appetite. A combination of rock salt and oil were rubbed on the leech's mouth after its time with the patient. That, in combination with a turmeric massage, would make it vomit up the blood that it just took in. The leeches were valuable, and it was thought that the bad blood that it took in could kill it if it were allowed to digest. Not to mention, this purging leaves the leech hungry for another go, instead of waiting the year it typically takes for a leech to completely digest its blood meal. In China, the medicinal leech is known as sui qi. They aren't offered the patient's blood, but are used in the same way as a medicinal herb. 
They're dried like leech jerky and made into a decoction, pan-fried and powdered and put into a pill, or deep-fried and dried and made into a rub or poultice. Chinese medicinal leeches are species that feed on snails and are not blood feeders. This makes sense, as you wouldn't want to take a pill made from a leech that could have sucked someone else's blood. Suiqi is included in the oldest Chinese medicinal text, Shennong Benchao Jing, written more than 2,000 years ago. The book describes using leeches to relieve stagnant blood or poor circulation and menstrual problems. Today, they are typically used in combination with other ingredients, and there are more than 300 prescriptions containing the Chinese medicinal leech. Researchers are in the process of examining the leech through a modern drug development lens to discover if and how this treatment works. In the Middle East, Thermitian of Laodicea, a Syrian and early Christian, promoted the idea that disease was caused by evil spirits inhabiting the blood, so he used leeches as tiny exorcists. Traditional Iranian medicine recommends getting your leeches from waters that have moss and algae and lots of frogs. Picking the leeches that are the color of mung beans with two orange lines down their backs. This is a perfect description of the oriental medicinal leech, a close relative of the European medicinal leech. The Middle East is rich in leech species, and today Turkey has the highest number of leech exports in the world. Still, no one quite has a love affair with leeches like the Europeans. Of course, we can't talk about European medicinal history without our ancient Roman friend and naturalist, Pliny the Elder. Known for his strange cures and even stranger combinations, in this case, his recommendation to treat hemorrhoids and thrombotic veins with leeches would likely have actually worked. Unlike his prescription for using the fluid from a reptile's intestines to treat your cataracts. While leeching was a popular treatment since the Roman times, it didn't reach its height until the early 1800s. The leech craze started with the Napoleonic surgeon Francois Joseph Victor Brousset. Nicknamed Le Vampire de la Médecine, or the Vampire of Medicine, he pushed the idea that bloodletting could cure every disease. While he dismissed the humoral theory of disease, with its four humors, that got bloodletting started in the first place, he did keep the leeches. He was known to treat his personal digestive issues with up to 60 leeches at a time. Soldiers under his care would be stuck with 30 leeches as soon as they walked through his hospital doors, before they even had a chance to tell him what they came in for. Brousset and his leech therapy were so in vogue that leech-theme embroidery became a popular fashion motif named after him. Leech prices skyrocketed, going from 12 francs for a thousand leeches, to 200, an increase of more than 1,600%. 
The poor, who couldn't physically handle manual labor, took to the swamps and ponds all over Europe. Using their bodies as bait, business people would buy these leeches and then ship them all over the world at a huge markup. Citizens and doctors were educated in leech identification, so they wouldn't be tricked into accepting inferior leech species. In 1832, more than 57 million leeches were exported from France alone, with a net worth of 1,725,000 francs. That's roughly $19 million in today's money. The massive over-harvesting led to the near extinction of the European medicinal leech. Today, they're still a protected species, and their trade is covered by international laws. The U.S. completely bought in to the leech craze, although our native species weren't thought to be up to the task. The need to import medicinal leeches from Europe, combined with a decrease in supply, became a real issue. Then, as now, doctors and regular citizens complained that medical treatment had become a luxury, accessible only to the rich. The bleeding boom busted in the late 1800s and into the turn of the century. With advancements in medicine and germ theory, leeching became intimately associated with quackery and old-timey nonsense. I'm no economist, but this drastic shift in medical care had to have a dramatic effect on the economy of both the U.S. and Europe. We now know what relief these patients may have received from the rare condition where it actually helped wasn't just about the bloodletting. The leech's spit is incredibly complex, and many of the benefits people attribute to the bloodletting were coming from what was going in, not what was coming out. There are over 100 compounds in leech saliva, some we know, like the strongest known blood clot buster, a chemical called hirudin. There are also anti-inflammatories, local anesthetics, antibiotics, other compounds that either prevent or break up blood clots, and those that increase blood flow. While it's obvious how these compounds help the leech to attach to the host and drink its fill unnoticed, they can also be incredibly helpful to someone suffering from blood clots, the pain of inflammation, or from a skin infection. We've reached modern times, and as you may have heard, hirudotherapy is back. In the early 1980s, plastic surgeons started experimenting with leeches as a way to reduce arterial insufficiency and venous stasis. These are two medical conditions that can happen after reconstructive surgery. Arteries are like elastic tubing that take high-pressure oxygenated blood from the heart out to the rest of the body. They get smaller and smaller, eventually feeding into very fine capillaries that are only one cell layer thick. This is where the oxygen and other good stuff is dropped off to the tissues, and the CO2 and other waste products are picked up. Because the capillaries are only one cell layer thick, they are very fragile. The blood from these capillaries 
then flows into the veins, where valves keep the blood from flowing backwards, and the action of our muscles keeps the blood flowing back to our heart. Okay, so that's the system when it's working perfectly. Now say you accidentally chop off your finger. It's an unpleasant thought, but it happens to people a lot. So you take your finger to the doctor, and a master microsurgeon gets to work. They sew your finger back on, but the damage is obviously extensive, and those blood vessels are teeny tiny. The finger needs blood to stay alive and to heal, but the vessels are shot. The blood starts to do what blood is supposed to do when it's outside of our blood vessels. It clots. This blocks your capillaries, then your arteries, causing what doctors refer to as arterial insufficiency, i.e. there isn't sufficient blood coming from the arteries. So they put some blood thinners in you and some clot-busting drugs. The blood is then going in, and your finger isn't dying anymore. Still, the blood needs to be able to flow back out of your finger. The arteries and capillaries heal first because they're first in line to suck up all of the nutrients and get rid of all of their waste. Your veins then can't heal and therefore can't carry the blood away. This is what we call venous stasis. The blood backs up into the finger and within three hours, once again, starts to die. Based on what we've learned about leeches in our time together, you might see how a plastic or reconstructive surgeon might come to the conclusion that they would be really helpful in this situation. Their saliva breaks up the blood clots, reduces the inflammation, kills bacteria that might infect the finger, numbs the pain, and of course removes the blood that's building up in the finger. After leaching for three to seven days, the congestion is relieved and the veins heal on their own. 2004 was a big year for fans of this type of therapy. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the leech as a medical device for use in micro, plastic, and reconstructive surgeries. That same year, Germany classified leeches as a medical product. This acceptance by regulatory authorities, although for limited use, opened the door for funding agencies to take leeches seriously, allowing researchers to study them in all kinds of other contexts. Hirudotherapy has been with us for thousands of years, and as scientific research continues around the world, it's likely that these little doctors will continue to practice for many years to come. Our next episode is our regularly scheduled Halloween special. If you're into spooky history, eerie mythology, or disturbing science, check out the Agora Podcast Network's feed for stories from all of your favorite Agora hosts. Thank you to Title Card Music and Sound for our intro and outro music. Until next time, let your doctor know that leeches were named after them. I'm sure they'll appreciate it.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.